All right, the uh, chairman is now with us, Ken Jenkins. He of the New York State Independent Redistricting uh, Commission. Of course, the vote yesterday, 4-3. to three. As far as the maps have to be in play by February, we'll take a look at everything involved here and decipher it. And that with the uh, chairman, after mention, Ken Jenkins. Mr. Chair, welcome. Appreciate your time. Uh, a ruling yesterday, and I'm still trying to kind of figure things out here, but nonetheless, we will have a discussion. Good to have you. <laughs> well, it's good to be here. Good morning for you and the Suffolk County um, listeners out there. Absolutely. Nassau as well. Let's not forget them because I'll tell you, okay. <laughs> um, prior to you coming on, I, I had a little bit of an issue as far as how the chief judge went about his business today, Kent. And that, of course, Rowan Wilson. And he kind of used his seat on the Court of Appeals, highest bench in the state we know. Uh, to try and help, in my estimation, one side win uh, a couple of seats as far as Congress is concerned. Do you agree with that or not? Well, um, actually, I don't agree with that. I mean, I mean, what should happen now and from the, the particular process with, um, with the Court of Appeals and uh, was affirming from the third department was the, the requirement of the legislative process um, to over, um, you know, to go over the judicial process. The judicial process is necessary to evaluate, but it shouldn't take the place of the legislature. And and basically, that was the argument I know that our um, attorneys made through this particular process. That's the, um, the Democratic commissioners from the Independent Redistricting Commission, that there is a process, that process should be followed, um, and be seen that the decision of the Court of Appeals at the time was to make sure that there could be a fair um, election um, occur in 2022, and there just wasn't enough time for the process to, to continue. Well, we proved in the Nichols case um, when we did the assembly lines um, by court order that given the proper amount of time, and people now understanding um, a lot of the differences with this brand new process, and people should keep remembering this is a brand new process for the state of New York for an independent redistricting commission um, to be able to move forward and have the, the negotiations necessary between um, the, the Democratic and Republican commissioners. Why, that's why there's an equal number, that there has to be compromise. And in the Nichols case, we showed we had one draft map. We did 12 public hearings, and at the end of the day, we had a nine-to-one vote. So nine commissioners, um, four Republicans, um, joined with five Democrats, um, with all five Democrats, to approve a set of assembly maps that was sent to the legislature, which they ultimately adopted. So, again, I think that people should understand that the, the court should be kind of a last lever of defense um, and not the, the uh, utilizing it to, uh, to get a particular outcome. Agreed. But uh, I look at fairness, uh, Ken, as being at the uh, at the top of the list here. And listen, we we all want fairness when it comes to elections. Uh, we know that eleven districts uh, elected Republicans last year. We know. Uh, listen, uh, could uh, Keem Jeffries have been the Speaker of the House easily? Um, you know, it's all about to me. What you want to see in the end is parties going about their business properly. How? By fielding better candidates. Uh, um, run absolutely. better campaigns. <laughs> I mean, this past I, November the 7th, we saw anything but 
uh, from a local standpoint, but that's a whole nother story. I mean, to yep. me, that should be the emphasis on every electoral period, no? No, no, and, and, and I, I agree with that as well. Um, what I would suggest, though, again, for the role of the Independent Redistricting Commission, and there are a lot of parameters that go around that, I'm working to make sure that um, there's not violations of the Voting Rights Act, um, which, will, which will happen from any analysis of, of any uh, maps that are drawn, even the ones that were rejected by um, the legislature in January of 2022, the Republican version of a congressional map, and, and Senate and Assembly maps as well. Um, as well as the Democratic versions of the same things. Um, what, what I think has happened across the period of time from 2014 when the, the voters of the state of New York um, created the, the independent redistricting process to put um, some additional um, um, barriers to prevent any one side or the other from making um, drastic changes to be able to, um, to enhance themselves uh, to be able to get to a process where there is a requirement to make sure that the, the districts that are drawn do not favor or disfavor, by the way, um, people, um, incumbents or candidates that are, are in a specific area. It's not built to deal with specific individuals. And as we went through this process again in the, the assembly um, case, the Nichols case, um, I know in each one of the 12 public hearings, myself and Charlie Nesbitt, um, who is the um, Republican vice chair, right? We worked together to make sure that we understood the process. And at the end of the day, to say to individual voters around the state of New York and people that were um, testifying, hey, don't tell us about the individual. Tell us about your community of interest. Tell us about um, the, the community of interest. Talk about things that make sense in a district, an area, a community, a municipality, you know, um, that things that could work together. And that's what we heard when we went through this process, and that's why we came up to the um, result we did. But it really is um, a, a testament to the commissioners as a whole um, to understand that the role is not going into the, the uh, partisan battles that, that we see at so many different levels, but to come up with um, a set of lines for, in this case, congressional districts, um, that, that are balanced and, and fair and, and take into consideration the voices of the, the, the people in the state of New York, which is what the, the justices also put into the documentation, um, into the decision, the court decision, that said, you know what, um, we, we need to have that particular process going forth. We need to have the, uh, the constitutional process of redistricting happen where the people of the state of New York have a voice. Um, in the redistricting case that happened, um, you know, with the Hockenbreiter case that, that overturned the, the congressional and state Senate lines, that, that was judge shopping, right? You know, it happened in a specific area of the state of New York in a specific thing that now has been changed under the state, uh, the state laws have made a modification that said you can't bring these cases in specific areas, that you have to bring them in one of, I guess, 10 or 12 different areas. I don't know exactly the, the ones off the top of my head. But, I, but again, we, the commissioners um, worked hard because we had the benefit and, and I tell people this all the time because we had the benefit of court cases helping to establish different things. I was not on the original um, redistricting committee. Yeah. And, and that, that was – and the two chairs that were there, um, your, your, um, your state senator, Jack Martin, was yep. vice chair, and David Imamura, um, up from here in my county, Westchester County, was um, 
the, uh, the, the, the chair of the Independent Redistricting Commission, and the, the things from the very beginning, in 2014, before the commissioners were even established, it was like, this is not going to work. And, and I think that there were many people that felt that the uh, independent redistricting um, process was just, you know, kind of a straw man, and then the, eventually the state legislature would end up drawing the line. And um, I'm not quite sure that that didn't happen the first time around, but now everyone has this benefit. We have the benefit of decisions that have been reached across the board. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Ken, I understand what you're saying. We're talking with Ken Jenkins, folks. He's the chairman of the New York State Independent Redistricting Commission uh, with the yeah. maps and the decision by the appellate court to say, you know what, we got to redo here come February. February, I think it's mid-February, right around there. Um, here's, my biggest, here's my biggest problem, Ken, from yesterday. I just didn't like the process. I didn't like the way Rowan Wilson handled himself at all, uh, where he was aided by an associate judge in Caitlin Halligan who skipped uh, – a case seemed to go into hiding. Um, I, I guess the word is she's friendly with one of the pro bono lawyers, the League of Women Voters. By the way, I don't even think the League of Women Voters is, is part of this whole deal here. Um, but what he did, I thought he damaged court yesterday because you had no Caitlin Halligan. So what does he do? He brings in an accomplice from the lower court, and that being Diane Renwick. And thus, a 4-3 decision yesterday that really undoes the decision from last year that correctly and properly decreed the maps that had to be drawn by an outside nonpartisan expert. That, that's my biggest problem here. Uh, I didn't well, like the way it was done. People can have a different opinion. People definitely no, uh, listen, that's why, opinion. that's why we have discussions. I did not like the way Rowan Wilson conducted himself on that type of situation. I got to be honest with you, and I thought well, it tipped the court I think that it, way. Different people that would tell you different things. Um, I I try really hard not to uh, to either um, criticize um, any of the the justices um, because again, their job is just as difficult as the things that we all have to do. And and I know that whether people look at that down in our state level, uh, individual states around the country. And, and try to compare and contrast. I think at the end of the day, um, the same thing that, that it was indisputable that the Independent Redistricting Commission did not submit a second set of maps um, to the state legislature for their consideration, for them to then move forward and do um, the, the job in the, the state constitution, which was to draw maps if the, they rejected two versions of the Independent Redistricting Commission's um, maps. And yes, it's a technical point, but a lot of things that happen in court are technical points. And now the Independent Redistricting Commission is going to go back and work with all of our colleagues. You know, Charlie Nesbitt and I will will talk, and then we'll come to a situation with all the commissioners um, in a public meeting and and do the things that we need to do. Um, The court also ordered, by the way, that we don't need um, any more public comment. We should be taking the information that we have at the time when we were doing the work in 2022. So we have all the public comment. We had the required 12 public hearings from the Constitution. We have all um, the state constitution. We have all the information that is needed to be able to make um, whatever adjustments that we will make um, from whatever base we will start from and be able to be able to bring that to the state legislature to submit it to them for their consideration. And then our work is, is done. So we're looking forward to, um, to continuing to work through um, through a process. 
um, that's outlined by the state constitution that different rulers of the state New York, of state of New York um, adopted and, and to be able to uh, move forward. But I will also say is that uh, at the end of this particular process, I know the commissioners as a whole will do some postmortem work and be able to, um, to give feedback to the state legislature on things to do to improve the process because, again, everyone should keep reminding uh, Listen, I, I understand what you're saying, but part of that process, if you are a high court judge, as Rowan Wilson is, Ken Jenkins, is to be nonpartisan. And I get a sense here that was a different mindset, a different mindset, especially with what happened last year. It was almost like retribution because, you know, he offered a history lesson about redistricting every decade. It started, what, back in 82, I think it was. But where was the history in this from last year? I mean, he pretty much dismissed it. He read the decision. Uh, all in all, that was the case. To me, it was almost like he has taken revenge from last year. And listen, he goes about his business as if nothing happened this year. And what happened yesterday in that ruling? That's my biggest problem there. And again, the Renwick, the Renwick insertion to me uh, was disgraceful. It really was. And that had a lot to do with that 4-3 vote. So, listen, I'll give you the final word on this. We can agree to disagree. But to me, let's leave it up to the voters. Let's make it fair. Let's make democracy as far as how it was supposed to be from way back in time. We seem to have lost that, that, that notion, so to speak. But I'll give you the final word. Well, Jay, and again, I first I appreciate the opportunity to come in and speak to um, to you, and, and again, the people in Nassau and Suffolk, as you, you pointed out, and talk about this particular process. But people should recognize once again that um, the judicial process is not meant to override the legislative process, and we see that at so many different times um, at this particular point in, in our country. Um, to see those things happening at the Supreme Court and saying, hey, Congress, you can do different things, or state legislatures, you can do different things to make a difference. And I believe that is still going to happen, and I agree with you 100%, because we one, um, the independent redistricting process is not about um, making fear a favor or disfavor for anyone. So it's trying to make the districts balance and make sure that one person equals one vote, which was why there was a requirement to have that done for the last year of the 2022 elections because the districts were imbalanced because populations had shifted. So it could not have been exactly one person, one vote. So that's where we are right now, and I know we're going to work hard to continue to do that. I'm looking forward to working with our commissioners, and we'll get together um, present information up to the state legislature for their consideration, and we'll hope to do what we did in the Nichols case, have things that we can agree on and understand that this is all about compromise and we'll get this thing done. So, that's, that's, that's why we have discussions, and uh, Mr. Jenkins, the chair of the of the uh, State Independent Redistricting Commission, uh, appreciate your time and explanations involved, and we hope to talk with you down the road. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jay. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. Have a great day.